everyone. Welcome to the Week Ahead podcast. Now, I was originally going to do this with Chuck, like usual, um, but he is on the road right now driving to the airport to head to his events in California this week, and we just weren't able to make it work with the uh, recording happening in his car. So I have our member support specialist, Jason, who is going to be filling in for Chuck this week. So how are you doing, Jason? Hey, I'm doing good. I had a busy weekend of moving, so I'm uh, I'm, I'm back at back at it here and uh, ready to go. Oh, so where were you? Um, where did you move to, or why did you move? Yeah, I have some friends that are that are uh, spending the semester in Norway, and so I'm I'm house and cat sitting for them. And they they live in a really nice old house in a traditional neighborhood. I think the house was built in like 1915. And uh, it's 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 really cool. I, you know, it's a beautiful one of my favorite neighborhoods here in Grand Forks. So it's it's pretty neat to live here. And actually, uh, right across the street is one of our one of our members, Jonathan Holf. Uh, so that's 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 pretty fun. I'll be able to walk across the street and nerd out about urbanism. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you Jonathan. Got quite a quite a strong town's contingent up there in Grand Forks, don't you? You know, we we do. Um, and and Fargo too, you know, it's just an hour down the road, and, and Bismarck, uh, in another side of the state, has quite a few members too. So it's it's pretty neat. Uh, actually, just last week, uh, uh, Doug Bergam announced that he's running for governor, and uh, Doug's a, a downtown developer down in Fargo and a very committed urbanist. So it's pretty 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 neat to see an urbanist, uh, you know, uh, put their hat in the ring. So I, I think it, it'll it'll evolve the conversation even more, you know, here in the state. Yeah, everything you talk about Grand Forks makes it seem like a really cool place. A lot of good stuff happening there. Yeah, definitely. I recommend, by the way, um, you know, maybe, maybe we should post this on social media, but uh, uh, Jonathan, the guy across the street that's a member, he he's former president of our Downtown Development Association. He did a really nice introductory talk uh, when Chuck was up here last year. And the thing that struck me about Jonathan's talk is he, he talked about you know, instead of trying to hit the home run as far as economic development or downtown development, let's let's start hitting some singles and doubles. You know, hit those mm, hit those okay. singles and doubles and drive some runs in, and and you know, kind of that incremental approach that we talk a lot about here at Strong Towns, and and it was it was just tremendous. I think it really resonated with people. Awesome. So we don't have Chuck here to talk about the events for this week, but I think maybe you and I can kind of fill in those gaps, Jason. Absolutely. Um, So Chuck is going to Santa Rosa, California, and he is doing a series of events actually all week um, with Joe Minicosi from Urban 3. So they're leading a bunch of like private meetings with local government um, officials and staff. Um, Those are about a variety of a variety of different topics, economics, and this big analysis that they did of tax data um, in the Urban 3 kind of style, um, looking at the Santa Rosa area. But in the evening, each each night, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, Chuck and Joe will be giving a series of public presentations, which should be really cool. Um, I respect that they added this component to the kind of week-long boot camp, not just you know, having private meetings with all the city officials, but also opening it up to the public to talk about this data. And um, Chuck's giving curbside chat. Joe is talking about um, some economic analysis in the area. And then Chuck will be talking about transportation. So it should be a really cool week. I kind of wish I was there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really envious of Santa Rosa. And I think you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm 
you know, one of these, you know, concerned citizen lay people, like a lot of, you know, a lot of people that follow us and are members. And, you know, we, you know, it's not like we're slouches. I mean, you know, we need to be involved in these discussions and we have a lot to, to bring to the table. And, you know, there's so much information out there that, you know, even if you're not a professional planner or engineer, you can, you can still bring a lot of knowledge and, and, and expertise to the table. Um, you know, one, one thing too, about, about the Santa Rosa event, I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to Dave Alden, uh, one of our members in, in Petaluma, which is, which is close by. And I know Dave's been writing on his blog and, and really pounding the pavement in Petaluma to bring some folks from there over to Santa Rosa to check out some of those public presentations. So, uh, you know, it's nice, nice. It's nice to see that too, and and yeah, he he deserves a lot of props. He's been he's been awesome about about rallying the troops there and and getting people organizing some carpools or something. Yeah, he's he's been really just pounding the pavement and writing a lot about it. So it's awesome. Nice. How far is Petaluma from Santa Rosa? My California geography is so bad. Oh man, uh, I I think it's like fifteen twenty miles. Don't quote me on that, but it's oh, it's pretty close. Though. It's pretty close. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Jason, can you tell me about uh, the new members that joined last week? I can. We had a uh, we had some some a few. We had a uh, uh, Steve Borman in Yelm, Washington. Uh, Steve was at a presentation Chuck did in Olympia, or outside of Olympia, and then uh, Stephen Lopke in Dallas, Texas. Uh, Robert Orr from Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, Thomas Bergman from uh, Genoa, Ohio. Uh, Kelsey Collier Wise from Vermilion, South Dakota. So, uh, really, really appreciate them joining. Yeah, absolutely, all over the country. So, really uh, appreciate all of them. And then uh, we had a lot of people renew uh, too. So that's that's great. We really appreciate that. That's huge, absolutely huge. Cool. Um, Jason, do you have a favorite post that ran on on the Strong Towns website last week that you want to talk about? or a post that you wrote, I would be interested in hearing about your winter biking experiences since we've had a huge cold front in the Midwest this weekend. And are you still out there biking? Yeah, uh, it, it is cold. But, you know, kind of what I mentioned in my post, I, I, I was trying to demystify it a little bit. I mean, I think people think you have to dress like an Arctic explorer or, or you know, be some crazy burly person to, to winter bike. Um and, yeah, or spend like two thousand dollars in fancy jackets. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, or some like you know cool like fat tire bike or something, and and you you don't, um, you know, and and yeah, I just I just dress in a lot of layers, and even I mean it was fifteen degrees below zero here that times this weekend. <laughs> it's pretty cold, and uh, but it is pretty cold, and I mean you do have to be extra careful. Uh, but you know if you if you dress if you dress really well for it, I mean it's amazing how warm you get on the bike and. You know, I, I have studded tires on my winter commuter, and uh, that makes all the difference, too. I just feel so much safer. So, um, yeah, you know, and you're seeing more and more people winter bike. I mean, we see it here. You know, I talk to friends in Minneapolis, Winnipeg, um, you know, all over the, the northern U.S. in and, and cold climates, and more and more people seem to be winter biking. And, and I, the more of us that are out there winter biking, um, you know, even if you only do it a couple times a week, you know, if, if you have kids take to daycare or whatever, you can't, you know, you might not be able to do it or do it every day but you know even if you can do it a few times a week i think it really uh, more more bicyclists on the road make it safer for bicyclists um show the demand for bike infrastructure and i i think does a does a lot to to promote uh more bikeability mm -hmm. definitely do you feel safe when you're out there like you're not gonna like slip on the ice or anything 
Yeah, the studded tires are awesome. In fact, I'll tell you what, I my close calls with falling in the winter usually are when I'm walking. When I'm on my bike, I feel I feel really safe. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have a, a favorite post from last week? I would or you know podcast? Yeah, I was gonna say podcast actually. I've been catching up a little bit on podcasts when I was moving this weekend and the uh, a couple of podcasts ago uh, Chuck talked about uh, about economics and just the economic profession and, and and sort of evolving our economic thinking. And uh, I think he called it Newtonian economics is sort of where we're at now and we need an Einstein moment in economic thinking. It was, it was, it's very good. I, I highly recommend people check out that podcast. Nice. Um, I will highlight another post that I was excited about this week, which is that we have a new member of the Strong Towns team, um, Yuri, who joins us from Cal- Canada. Where was he can- in Canada? Vancouver. Vancouver? Yep. Yeah, Vancouver. Um, yeah, so that's really exciting. He's going to be doing a lot of social media stuff, help with communications, advertising, growth hacking. Um, yeah, so I'm sure we'll have him on the podcast at some point. Um, but that would be great. Yeah. Excited to have him. Yeah, the team. Absolutely. Yeah, Yuri's awesome. Yuri was, Yuri was somebody that you know early on, you know when we came on board was really welcoming and you know has has been has been very involved. So to have him on the team is is tremendous. Definitely. Uh, Jason, have you been doing any interesting reading lately? Any books related to Strong Towns topics? Not really. I've been I've been doing a lot more a lot more podcasting. Lately, um, so I haven't. I haven't what really... kind of podcast do you listen to? Oh, it's it's quite a variety. Um, I listen to you know another urbanism one I like is is uh, is Transit Matters and uh, oh, okay. Jeff, I haven't heard that Jeff one. Woods. It's really good. Um, uh, Streets Blog uh, does that one. Um, yeah, and then yeah, just just kind of random random stuff. You know, this American Life, and uh, there's another one called. Oh man, reply all that I just got into. That's pretty interesting. Mm. Yeah, highly recommend that one. It's they're short, like 20, 30 minutes. What about you? You've been reading or listening to anything interesting? Um, I well, I've been listening to serial, of course, like everybody else. Uh, so that's that's interesting for sure. Um I've been reading The Four Hour Work Week. Have you read that book? Yeah, I'm a big that's another podcast I like actually is Tim Her- Tim Ferris. He has a He's a oh, podcast okay. that's really good. I didn't know he had a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. This book, I heard people recommend it um, on and off over the years, and I was finally like, okay, I'm, I'm going to check it out from the library. It's been really interesting. Um, basically, the concept for our listeners who haven't read it, the concept is this guy, you know, was tired of his desk job, like uh, created this elaborate and uh, radical strategy to – cut way down on his workload so that he could travel the world and basically do all the things that people say they're going to do when they're retired. And he has this idea that instead of, you know, work, work, work for 60 years of your life. And then when you're 67 or whatever, you get 20 years of retirement. Instead, he's like, why not take mini retirements throughout your life? Um, So he has all these strategies for how to manage your time. And a lot of his stuff is based on like hiring virtual assistants and cutting way down on unnecessary emails and negotiating stuff with your boss to basically 
create a remote work environment where you can just like travel and do minimal amounts of work to get paid. So I think there's some interesting time management stuff in here. Um, and I like the idea of, you know, actually getting out there and doing all the things that you say you want to do, like travel and learn languages, whatever, um, instead of just saying, oh, I'll do that later when I have more money or when I have more time, which, you know, that's going to be many years until that happens. Yeah. Um, but I kind of felt like his book is built for a very certain type of person, a person who works a nine to five desk job and is like middle class and really doesn't like their job. Like you kind of have to have those three things going on for his book to really apply to you. And I feel like I'm not really in that position because I like my job and my job is already very flexible. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Some, some aspects of his book seem kind of selfish to me. Like basically he talks about like using other people and manipulating other people so that you can get free time to like do whatever you want, which I don't necessarily agree with, but yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, I, I think, you know, Tim Ferriss is really interesting. I think, you kind of have to take, you, you kind of have to take his stuff in stride is, is sort of what I've come away with, with reading some of his stuff. Uh, you know, I, I, I cause he takes like, uh, he kind of takes the extreme, right? I mean, he just goes all in on right. whatever he's working on or, you know, and, you know, for, for kind of a more, more average regular person, you, you know, you're probably not going to be able to do that. And so, yeah, I, I just take bits and little bits and pieces. I find his productivity stuff to be really uh, really interesting. I've definitely used some of that, like batching emails and, you know, that's mm -hmm. that sort of thing I, I find really useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try, try to employ some of his tactics in that regard. Yeah. And certainly feel more motivation to, like, travel and whatnot since we're really fortunate that this job with Strong Towns is pretty flexible. So I like that. Yeah. Um, a couple, a couple things I wanted to mention too, just just before I forget, is we have mm -hmm. uh, we have a webinar this Thursday. Uh, oh, awesome! Yeah, noon Eastern, nine Pacific. Uh, it's going to be focused on blogging, and so uh, we're going to have uh, three presenters talk about their blogs: uh, uh, Johnny Sanfilippo, Steve Muzon, and uh, and Jesse Bailey. So that should be oh, good crew. Yeah, really good crew. Um, so if you, if you know if you wanted to start a blog or if you if you want some tips on on making your blog you know even even better uh, I, I think those guys will have some some really good insights to offer and so that'll be this Thursday and then we've got a few webinars in the works um, for members as well and and these are uh, uh, looks like we'll have Todd Littman uh, coming from the Victoria Policy uh, Transport Policy Institute and uh, uh, Todd is great uh, he's he's a he's a wonderful researcher and, and has some some real good conclusions about, uh, you know, how how we're spending our money on on transportation, how we're dealing with problems with congestion, and that's going to be the week following uh, the No New Roads campaign. So it'll it'll fit in uh, very well, I think. Yeah, and I don't think that we've officially announced this yet, but next week we are going to be focusing all of our content on our campaign for No New Roads. So look forward to a lot of great stuff. We have podcasts lined up. We have uh, a lot of different articles written by people, you know, working in the field, academics, experts, professionals. Um, and we're going to be focusing on three different states specifically and their kind of road transportation issues, as well as some more broad issues. So definitely get excited for next week's content. Yeah, I'm very excited for that. 
I like the idea of focusing on a, on a, on an issue for the week and really diving into it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, anything else you want to mention while you have the podcast audience, Jason? Yeah, well, a couple of things. Um, you know, we don't have dates nailed down, but just just a couple of things to keep in mind or keep an eye out for. Uh, we're, we're hoping to do a, another webinar on, you know, talking about uh, talking about being a strong citizen. And you know, some people are you know considering, you know, do I do I run for the planning and zoning commission or for the local you know council or local government and and so we're gonna we're gonna put together a, a webinar where people talk about th- that decision and you know what what goes into that decision and and uh, you know you know just just to give just give people that perspective you know if if you're toying with the idea and you know how how can that help you be a strong citizen and build a strong town and is that a is that a way you would want to go so um, we're gonna we're gonna do something on that and then we're hoping to line up a, a webinar on value per acre as well so those are a few things in the works. Um, the other thing in the works is, uh, we're, uh, hoping to be in Los Angeles in February. Oh yeah. That'll be nice. Yeah. We're having a staff meeting, especially to get Yuri and be able to meet Yuri or me and Jason who haven't met him yet. Um, and we are talking about like, okay, what's the midpoint between Vancouver, Brainerd, Grand Forks and Milwaukee because before we added Yuri it was very it was obviously Minneapolis was kind of an easy point for us to all get to but now it's like okay the midpoint is probably realistically Montana but do we want to go to Montana in February probably not because it's freezing cold so we're uh, probably going to try to go somewhere a little bit warmer and I'm excited for that yeah definitely it's we get so much done when we have uh, a staff meeting in person. Yeah, it's really real good use of time, and there's so much exciting stuff going on in Los Angeles. I mean, it's always you know people always think of it obviously as the kind of capital of freeways, but you know on the neighborhood level and the and the community level there there is there is some tremendous stuff going on. They're also all overhauling their code, and um, they've, oh, okay. they've got a real progressive mobility plan. Uh, there's just a, there's some great stuff going on. I think it'd be really fun to highlight some of that and, and meet some of the people working down there. So I'm, I'm excited to, to check out Los Angeles. Me too. I've actually never been there. I haven't either. All right. Yeah. And I think we're also potentially going to be doing some uh, strong towns like events for the wider public there. So we're still planning. Those exactly. Things. Right. Jason? That's what we're hoping to do. Yeah. I guess, I guess I better not like over promise and under deliver, but we're, we're, uh, yeah. I think we've got a good chance of, of doing some public facing stuff down there while we're there. I, I certainly hope so. Yeah, everyone should definitely keep an eye on our events page because we're updating that all the time. Um, but Jason also does a really good job of sending emails to anyone who's in, what do you usually do, like a 100-mile radius of wherever we're doing an event? Yeah, generally about, generally 100. Nice. Okay, well, thanks for subbing in, Jason, for Chuck this week. Um, and hopefully, uh, we hope everyone has a great week and we'll be back next Monday. Absolutely. All right. Take care, everyone. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you.